Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very, very senior professional, a former colleague from ITC from Melbourne, Australia, Mr. Mahesh Enjati. Mahesh, welcome. Sydney, Ashutosh. My apologies, Sydney, Australia, Mr. Mahesh Enjati. Mahesh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. Uh, nice Mahesh is the Managing Director of Oracle World and SAI Marketing Council. He's a non-executive director of Elevia Limited and he's an adjunct faculty at the Western Sydney University. So Mahesh, before we talk marketing, tell me a little bit about your own journey in brief. My journey in brief, okay. My journey, I can probably divide it into three phases. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated in honors physics uh, out of uni and then uh, went to do my MBA. Um, I think the first part, my love for physics and math, I think that was one phase. Mm. The second phase was after I got into MBA at IIM Calcutta Mm -hmm. and got into corporate employment. And I was in corporates, large corporates, both in India as well as in Australia Mm. for over 25 years, 26 Mm -hmm. years. Right, right. And then the third phase is when I got into consulting on mm. my own mm. that was in 2001 so the next three 23 years were actually sharing whatever i had done in my corporate life with clients in different sectors across the world amazing so that is in you know sort of in a nutshell my amazing. journey thank you and tell me a little bit about sai marketing council and the scope of work you do i started this in 2001 mm-hmm. and sai stands for strategy analysis and innovation mm-hmm. and i wanted to sort of you know for a long time i've been thinking strategy as a discipline was considered to be very analytical very clinical mm-hmm. a lot of number work and i believe there was there was a creative sort of facet to it and i wanted to combine the creativity and the analysis and strategy mm-hmm. and help clients to actually sort of navigate their way through tough times, which is still relevant today. Mm, mm. So that's how I got into it. It's called mm. marketing cons- uh, council, but it's, it's a lot more. It's more Absolutely. a mix of management consulting and marketing consulting. Amazing. So let me start by asking you, how do you define a successful brand? And what role does marketing play in building and maintaining one? I think the first thing we probably need to do is define what is a successful brand. Mm. Now, In my view, people buy a brand, whether it's a product or service, because it assures the same level of satisfaction and benefits Mm -hmm. each time you you buy the brand, interact with the brand. Mm -hmm. So a successful brand is something which is consistent. That's that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is how do we actually sort of draw benefit from the brand? We always talk about benefits to the consumer, Mm -hmm. but what does it do to the business? A successful brand is one which helps the business to either sell more of the product or service mm-hmm. at the same price or sell the same volume of product or service at a higher price. Mm-hmm. But it needs to create a premium for the right. brand, for the right. product or mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. So that is a successful brand too. But most importantly, I think a successful brand is one where the product, the price, the positioning, and the promotion are all in alignment with each other. Mm. 
So I suppose I look at successful brand with three different lenses. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know if that that sort of makes yeah. sense to you. No, no, it yeah. makes sense to me absolutely, mm. absolutely. Very interesting. My next question is that you know, branding is not only about products and services, but also about the company's values and culture. How do you help your clients align their brand messaging with their core values? That's a tough one, actually. Um, mm -hmm. I have a definition uh, for brand identity. You know, usually people think of identity as the name, the logo, the tagline, the color scheme. Mm -hmm. I break the word identity into its two component parts. Mm -hmm. ID, mm -hmm. that's entity. Mm -hmm. ID is about who you are, mm -hmm. what you stand for, and how you do things, mm -hmm. how you behave. The entity part of identity is about the business, who your customers are, and how do you deliver value to them. Mm. You need to sort of blend both the ID mm. and the entity in branding. Mm. Oftentimes, when there's a disconnect between your values, which is your ID, and what, what you're actually doing in terms of you know, selling a product or promoting it, then I think we have a problem. Mm. So very important that you sort of incorporate your values and your ethos mm. in everything the brand does. I, ha I have a quote, which is my own quote. A brand is not a function of marketing. Mm -hmm. It is the very foundation of a business. Amazing. So if you look at brand as the very foundation of the business, you mm -hmm. cannot separate values, ethics, culture mm -hmm. from what you do. Mm -hmm. So I think the two Excellent. are very much intertwined. Well said. Great response. Thank you. And my next question there in today's dynamic market, how important is it for brands to adapt and evolve their strategies continuously? I think the key key word in this question is probably strategy. Mm -hmm. And brand and strategy are so interrelated again. Correct. Often, oftentimes, I think we think of strategy as having a destination in mind. Mm -hmm. where, where do you want to be? And how do we get there? Mm -hmm. so it's more about the vision and the process of getting to that point. Mm -hmm. And I believe there's another aspect to strategy, which is how do we continually sense and respond to challenges and opportunities that come our way. Mm. Now, if you look at strategy with that lens, mm. then obviously strategy has to continuously evolve. Mm. So I, I sort of subscribe to the Henry Mintzberg's uh, theory of that. It's, mm -hmm. Strategy is always evolving. Uh, and emanating, it's not static. In fact, sometimes I tell my students about Harry Potter and how the staircases in Hogwarts school tend to be shifting all the time. Mm -hmm. So I tell them, look, your destination might still be the same, mm -hmm. but your staircase might actually shift mm -hmm. for you to get there. Yes. So it is, it is, it is, it is, it has to be something which is con continually evolving. Mm -hmm. yes. Well said. Next question is on on the you know the, the current situation with the digital age, social media, everything on our handheld devices. What are, in your opinion, are some of the best practices for leveraging social media? For I a maybe a bit of a uh, yeah, maybe a bit of a contrarian in this respect. I think oftentimes again we are so fixated on creating a buzz. Mm. I mean, that seems to be the purpose of social media. How do you create a buzz mm. in, in the online channels? 
I think it's more important to think in terms of what is it that I can do right. that would create a buzz. Mm. So your objective is not to create a buzz. Your objective is to create a product that's so good that creates a buzz. Mm. Your objective is to have a pricing strategy that's so unique and so different mm. that will create a buzz. Your objective is to have a distribution that is also very different to what others are doing that creates mm. a buzz. Mm. I think if we focus more on the things we need to do to create the buzz, mm. the buzz on social media will happen automatically. Mm. But a lot of marketers, their focus is on how do I create the buzz? Mm. And they tend to forget all the other things they could be doing Hmm. That would automatically generate the buzz. Right, right, right. So, so I, I, I think we need to be a little, little more sort of. Um, I, I, I would say it's it's forgetting the basics of mm -hmm. what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. The end, the end becomes more important than the means, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Very interesting, and you know, you and I are of the same vintage. When you look back. Uh, how do you see marketing has changed? You know, I remember there used to be full page ads and billboards and uh, cinema advertising, etc. But now everything is happening in on the phone and in 10 seconds. How, in your opinion, can brands communicate their message and their call to action in such a short period of time? I mean, I again, being from the same vintage as you, I believe the brand is more about the experience Correct. than the expression. I think we sometimes again tend to place too much emphasis on the on the expression of the brand rather than the experience. Right. But marketing has changed certainly because of technology, mm. and I think it's important for people to realize that technology has changed the way we promote products, but it's not essentially changed. The product itself, mm. or how we approach pricing, or, or how we approach distribution. Mm. Technology has had a universal impact on all aspects of marketing. Correct, correct. So I, I think there are a few things that have happened over over my time. I think products and services are becoming sort of more or less the same. Every mm -hmm. product has a service component to it. Every service is trying to productize what mm. they are offering. Mm. So these are changes like these. And I, 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 I would say to gain people's attention mm. in a very short span of time when the uh, attention span is so small, I think it's important to have a product that delivers value. Mm. The bottom line of all marketing, I think, is you've got to be able to deliver value that is more than the value people attach to the money they are willing to part with. Mm. If you can cons you know, consistently do that, mm then I think people will talk about your product. People will mm. talk about your service. Mm. So we are probably looking at social media with the, with, the, with, with the purpose of creating that buzz, which I talked about, the noise. The market. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to send out the right signals. Mm. Then the noise will happen automatically. Mm. Very interesting. And since you talked about technology, I'd love to get your perspectives on the future of marketing, given all these incredible emerging technologies, including, uh, you know, sometimes the metaverse, sometimes not the metaverse, artificial intelligence, data analytics, automation, et cetera, et cetera. What, is, what are your perspectives on the future? It's always difficult to predict the future. Absolutely. You know, the moment you make a forecast, you're bound to be wrong. Mm. You know? 
I would probably focus more on what I would want it to be rather than what it is going to be. Mm. I think a lot of the uh, the new technologies platforms you're talking about, they will impinge on the promotion part of marketing. You know, mm. People will use that in advertising. Facial recognition could be used in, in research, for instance. I would like to see AI being utilized more to make better products for people, mm-hmm. products that are safer, products that uh, have a, a smaller carbon footprint, products that are that can be used by children, you know, mm-hmm. without any risk. Uh, I would like AI, for instance, to help marketers to fine tune their pricing in such a way that it provides greater value mm-hmm. to a wider cross section of people. Mm-hmm. I would like to see AI being used uh, in distribution to be able to reach the products to people who are more disadvantaged. Mm. Now, if you start using AI with that perspective, the other the other important thing is I, I read a lot about augmented intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, where we talk about AI enhancing the mm. human decision-making ability. Right. I think we, we, I would like to turn it on its head, say how can human intelligence add value to what AI can deliver? Mm. Now, if we start looking at it that way, I think we'll probably make far more decisions or right decisions rather than abrogate our responsibility to make Mm. choices to Mm. machines and to artificial intelligence. Mm. I would like to see that happen, Mm. hopefully. But whether that will happen or not, I don't know. Absolutely. And uh, your thoughts on data analytics and its importance to strategy? I would say... Again, I have I have sort of two different mm-hmm. uh, perspectives to this. One is data analytics to be able to understand in depth what's happening at an individual consumer level. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would ever sort of negate the importance of segmentation at a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had a lot of personalization happen. In mm-hmm. fact, personalization to the ex- to the nth degree. I think it's probably important to take that step backwards to see the market in totality. Mm. Uh, Our ability to use data analytics to understand customer behavior Mm. is great, Uh, it's it's fantastic. I think there's more and more data in terms of, and we know every every part of that customer journey. Mm. But what we seem to be forgetting, in my view, is that we are not understanding We are understanding the customer only as a buyer of a product Mm -hmm. or service, not as much as a person and an individual. Mm -hmm. And what role does the product or service play in their lives? Mm -hmm. Now, we're losing out on that. We we are knowing everything about the customer, but we are forgetting the customer is a person, is an individual. Mm -hmm. So you need to have a balance between data analytics to understand customer behavior, Mm -hmm. but also market analysis Mm -hmm. equally understanding the, uh, the the customer as a, as a person. Mm. I think if we did that, so we cannot just depend only on data analytics mm. for, for better branding or better strategy. Well said. And uh, continuing the same discussion further, how important is customer feedback and market research in shaping marketing strategy? I think it's, it's really, really important. And we'll never ever say customer feedback is not important because that's that's the ultimate litmus test, Mm. you know, whether your product is performing or not, whether your service is functioning or not. Mm. So I think customer feedback, there's absolutely no debate. 
Some people think there's no need for market research because uh, of all this information that's available. I believe I think we need to look at, again, market research as how to understand the market that is currently not our customer base. Mm -hmm. The market research will continue to be very important, mm -hmm. especially qualitative research, I think would be exceedingly important in addition mm -hmm. to whatever. The important thing for marketers actually is not so much what or how much of research they do. Mm -hmm. It's their ability to read between the lines of all research mm. and read between the numbers, the quant research. So what's the story that the numbers are telling us? Mm. What is it that people are not saying in a, in a focus group that we need to be aware of? Mm. Is there one customer out there in the focus group who is talking about something into the, in the future? We always tend to ignore that. We, mm. we try to sort of average out all the, all the opinions yeah. of different people in the focus group. But that one person could be your trigger for mm -hmm. a new product idea mm -hmm. in the course of time. So I think we, it's in everything. It's important to have a sense of balance. Right. I think that's 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 the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. So I have time for two more questions for you. Um, mm -hmm. My next question is, you know, that the whole world is now talking sustainability, social responsibility, and these have become critical aspects of branding. Gen Z and uh, Gen Alpha take their marketing decisions or their, their, their purchase decisions based on sustainability and social responsibility of the brand. I'd love to get your perspective on how do you incorporate these elements into marketing strategy? I, I remember, it's a good question, and it's a very relevant question. I remember... I think about nine years ago, mm. I wrote a paper for the Australian Marketing Institute. Mm -hmm. It's called Marketing and Social Responsibility. I think it mm. was called The Good, The Generous, and The Galvanic. Mm -hmm. um, how to do good and how to be generous and how to, how to be galvanic. Mm. And I, I think all these aspects we are now discovering as being newfangled ideas, mm. I think they had to be an essential part of marketing. Mm. For instance, if you're again talking about the product, if marketers are involved in product development, mm. they need to look at uh, is, the, is the product going to cause damage to the environment? Correct. Is the product safe for, for instance, if it's children's toys, is it safe for children to use it? Mm. Um, what, what kind of labor are we using in producing this product? Mm. Similarly, in terms of pricing, whenever you have a price change, you, do, you need to communicate to the, to the customer right. why the price change. You know, you, you don't have to reveal your financials, but you've got mm. to explain why there is a price increase. And in terms of distribution, again, look at it as convenience and say, how can we make it even more convenient for the customer? So these aspects of sustainability, I think, have to be an integral and essential part of marketing. They cannot be separated out. Mm. Today, we're talking about it as if they're separate, separate discipline altogether. Mm -hmm. Like when globalization happened, I mean, everybody was so excited about globalization. Correct. Correct. But did anyone at that point in time consider the carbon footprint of that globalization? Mm. I don't think anyone did yeah. because they forgot the fundamentals. Correct. Correct. So I, I, think, I think they need to be an essential part. Correct. Also, at, when globalization happened, nobody ever thought that we'd reach the other extreme of the walls and boundaries coming up all over again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's happened. Mm. Wonderful. And my last question to you, uh, Mahesh, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. A lot of our young uh, viewers and listeners are startup entrepreneurs as well. What advice would you give 
to young entrepreneurs who are just starting out on their journey on and they're wanting to build a strong brand presence? I suppose the first thing they need to think about is, are they solving a problem? Mm -hmm. If they're not solving a problem that is that is experienced by a lot of people, mm. it's something that's causing them pain and irritation mm. and inconvenience. I think they need to first look at the problem and, and the solution for that. Correct. But that's probably at a very basic level in terms of you know starting a startup itself. But I would say there are some core skills that mm -hmm. everybody needs to develop. Mm. You could call them creativity, uh, communication, mm. collaborate, collaboration, and uh, critical thinking. These are mm. real some core skills. But in addition to those, mm. I think it's important to have adaptability and resilience. Mm. You know, these are very essential qualities for because you will go through lots of challenges. Correct. And there will be times when you would say you would start questioning your own decision to mm. go into startup. Mm. So the ability to develop some of those traits is mm. going to be very, very critical as a, as a startup because mm. um, the, the, there will be, it's, it's, you know, we always hear about the uh, um, stories about people who have been successful, mm. but for every person who is successful, there's so many other stories Correct. of failure and Correct. really uh, sweat, blood and tears. Mm. And I think they, they need to re recognize this and everyone wants to be um a unicorn. It's if 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 that's your sole purpose, I don't think you should get into the mm -hmm. startup. Think mm -hmm. in terms of how your startup idea can actually help a lot of people. Correct. And then you will you would become a unicorn if it is successful. But mm -hmm. don't think about becoming a unicorn in the first instance. First well place. Said. Well said. Great yeah. response. And on that note, Mahesh, and your amazing uh, thoughts on for for young entrepreneurs, find out if they are solving a problem. I think that's so critical. And then you spoke of. Six amazing attributes, creativity, communication, collaboration, critical thinking, adaptability, and resilience. And you said that you know you need to develop a lot of these if you are a, want to be a successful entrepreneur. And finally, you said, don't become an entrepreneur because your financial valuation is your primary driver. Just Thank one you. other thing, uh, yeah. Ashutosh, sorry, mm -hmm. Ashut, is the ability to connect the dots. I think that's very well important. Well said, well said. And thank you for speaking to me about your own amazing journey. Thank you for speaking to me about so many different aspects of marketing and, of course, SAI marketing. Thank you also for speaking to me about the different aspects of branding. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.